Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the easiest way to learn the tarot ever podcast. Um, this is our easy tarot lessons series, but we're going to be doing something a little different today. Please take notes and there will be handouts. Uh, just to let you know right now, if you go to easytarotlessons.com, E-A-S-Y-T-A-R-O-T-L-E-S-S-O-N-S.com, nothing, you know, just not anything fancy there, easytarotlessons.com slash members, um, there's a blog there. And, um, you know, ignore all the stuff, just like top, middle, center of the screen, it'll be like a, a rotating series of like little blog articles. Um I will, I will have your handouts there. What we're going to talk about today is how to use your tarot cards to pick winning lottery numbers. I have a lot of experience doing this. I have, as far as I know, my, my clients reporting back to me and telling me uh, while I was working for my Beverly Hills agency, I have won the lottery apparently 13 times for people of various amounts. Um, that's discounting all the times that I didn't win. So it's not like, you know, oh, my God, I always win. Not at all. And I tried to do this for myself, but I always get neurotic. So people would say, oh, no. I've actually heard some jackass on the radio going, oh, why don't psychics ever win the lottery? Because they were talking about this giant Powerball. And I want one of you guys who's listening right now to win a lottery within the next month. I'm not going to guarantee that you will do anything but throw away your money please 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 do not spend any more money than you can afford on the lottery uh please don't play the lottery if you don't believe in it i'm, I'm with you on that help me i'm with you uh but my thing is that if there was a way to pick winning lottery numbers i believe that i have the a good basis for it and i'm going to explain step by step how I believe it can be done. I have already um, done this homework myself in the last couple of days, and I will do it again later on today or tomorrow. What brought this on is that here in America, the so-called Powerball or multi-state, it's kind of like an unofficial national lottery. I think it's run by a private company, but it's in a whole bunch of states. Anyway, so it's a giant lottery with stupidly big jackpots, but it's a 1.3 billion with a B, $1.3 billion estimated jackpot. In theory, someone, and that, that will probably go up because the fact that it's estimated at 1.3 means that many, they think this many people are going to buy lottery tickets. Well, it's just going to be a mad rush, a madhouse or a or gold rush or whatever. The media sensation is already uh, already in full swing. Forget politics, right? Uh, forget, you know, any crime in America. Right now, everybody's thinking about buying lottery tickets. So I'm thinking that that jackpot's going to go way up because everybody and their dog is going to try it, especially people who don't know how to do it. I mean, you know, does anybody know how to win a lottery? You know, people who casual players. All right, enough of my jibber-jabber. The point is that once this lottery goes up above 1.3, if it goes up to 1.5, 1.7, it will be technically possible that if one person wins after taxes and they take the 30-year payout, that we may have the first time in history that someone can become, a, someone be, can become an instant billionaire, which is 
it's it's fascinating and scary. Well, with that kind of um, scratch on the line, I would like any one of my students and anyone who's listening, if you have an inkling to try your hand at the lottery, rather than having you buy a whole bunch of tickets and waste a whole bunch of money, what if we could lay down a system where you could use your tarot cards to predict what lottery numbers will come up this Wednesday at 11 p.m. Uh, that's Eastern time in the in the 1.3 billion dollar Powerball. If you are in any other country, which at least one third of you are, and thank you very much for listening. This same technique can be applied to any single or double basket lottery. I'll explain what I mean by that later. Uh, Becky is in Europe. I mean, Becky, oh, that was an insult. Becky's in England. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) French German are like, what do you mean that's an insult? (laughs) Becky, um, we were talking earlier. What... Lot, how does the lottery work, as in what numbers do you guys have in, in England? We've got two. We've got a what's called the National Lottery, which is obviously just um, UK. So that's paid twice a week on a Wednesday and Saturday. And that's literally you pick a line of six numbers from 1 to 59, and then you get varying amounts depending on how much you match. So, you know, if you've got three I think you get £25 now. If you got five and the bonus, you're almost there. And if you get all six, you've won the big one. Okay, let's start with that. Now, this gives me a chance to talk about what I'm calling, for lack of better words, a single basket lottery. Um, As far as I know, at least on like the Powerball or the California lottery, uh, when they have it on TV, they generally have this big bubbling popcorn machine of ping pong balls. So I'm just calling that a basket of numbers and then out pop numbers from one basket. Now, the Powerball, which is that $1.3 billion thing, is a two basket. So they have, you got to get five, you got to get all five numbers right from basket A. Those are all little white balls. Then they go over to basket number two, which has 26 balls and they're red. And one ball will come out of that. Now, of course, this makes the odds super crazy and impossible to win, although occasionally by sheer stupid luck, people do. So that's what I'm calling a two-basket lottery. Uh, So I'm going to give you the techniques today for a two-basket lottery. If you have a one-basket lottery, all you have to do is not do step two. You know, do the first part, and you're done. So I just want to make sure that's clear. So when I'm talking one-basket, two-basket... I don't think there'd be any more than two basket lotteries. I suppose if you had a three basket lottery at some point, the same technique could work. Uh, But uh, in my search, I wanted to find something reliable, simple, consistent, and with as much tarot credibility as possible. How does your other uh, lottery work, Becky? Oh, there's also the Euro Millions. So that's where we'll accept that we are part of Yes, you are Europe. Yeah, okay. I'll take her money. No, there's also the Euro Millions, and there's a huge jackpot tomorrow night, which is 51 million. Um, And you pick, I think it's five numbers from 1 to 50, and then you also have to pick two stars, which are from like 1 to 11. So that would be your two-basket draw. So basket one, you're picking five numbers from 1 to 50, and basket two, you're picking two numbers from 1 to 11. Just to be different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
that that works for me. So um, I will use tell you what we'll do all three of them on the show today, um, just so everybody's clear. And uh, and again, I will have handouts at easyterrorlessons.com/members, kind of in the center left towards the top of the screen. It'll just be a rotating you know selection of, of blog posts that are recently popped up. It'll just say, you know, lottery, you know, here's how to win the lottery. Just go there and um, you can have the cheat sheet, um, which I'll explain in a moment. Leslie, did you have any questions? By the way, uh, everybody, Leslie's here. Becky's here. Hi. Okay. And everybody, Leslie and Becky are some of my better and more favorite students, favorite students. Okay. So rather than giving you a pre-made formula, you know, uh, just, just do this. And, you know, of course, expecting you to trust me as some kind of lottery winning authority. I want to briefly walk you through the research process that I've been conducting so that you can see why I landed on this particular method. Now, again, I've already done this 13 times in the past, but that was a long time ago. I think I've refined it even more, but also if in your research, you can improve on this method, which again, please feel free to experiment as long as it's not draining your, your wallet. This will help you refine your personal system for better results. So I've got a couple of notes here, including numbers that I have already picked. I've um, done this seven times just uh, in the last two days to make sure that before this, I, I really feel comfortable with this. Now, it all comes down to how do we translate tarot cards into lottery numbers. If we have adequate skills with our tarot cards, and by the way, we have these free lessons that you're listening to. If you've stumbled across this podcast by accident, we have free videos on YouTube. Uh, I think you just look up, type in YouTube slash Dusty White or Dusty White 2. Uh, like the number two, I don't know. You put Dusty White tarot videos on, uh, on um, uh, YouTube and you'll find it. We also have a... Uh, uh, all these lessons are on iTunes, Podomatic. We have an app for Apple and app for Android. It's, you know, you can find it easy tarot lessons podcast. It'll it'll take you there. Uh, okay, if you are getting these lessons, we also have um, a paid course that runs ten months. That'll take you from absolute beginner to Zen master, like serious professional. Uh, and that's all of like, ooh, $10 a week. But the first month is like a buck, so even cheaper. Um, that's where both Leslie and Becky have gone through this really intensive course. So they, they can tell you, not right now, but they, they can tell you that uh, it's it's much, much more than you'll get here. But it's not a sales pitch. It's just to let you know you have to figure out what's right for you. Do you want to do this professionally? Do you want to make a lot of money as a tarot reader? Or do you want to just kind of play around? Either way is fine. We've got like free lessons. Please listen to all of them because they're free, right? We have video lessons. I'll come out with more soon. And then we have the big paid course. So in all of this, uh, and that's at easytarotlessons.com slash members. You can, you can find it there. Uh, in all of this, though, just looking at Leslie and Becky who have been properly trained, and they've been trained by me and they have followed the instructions and they've come up with their own successes in their own world at their own pace. So I feel comfortable that they would be able to work this system to reliably pick numbers that have a strong 
propensity to win. We got to be careful. We cannot say, uh, or at least I'm, you know, I refuse to say that I'm going to show you exactly how to pick winning lottery numbers so that you know you can go out there and just say, I can pick winning lottery numbers. That's a drop my hat with my blindfold on. Please don't ever do that. You'll probably get your butt tossed in jail. Um, so to play it safe, I'm going to say these uh, have a higher propensity, I'm hoping, uh, to win. That is the goal of divination. Okay, so enough with the disclaimers. Let's get right into how to do it. The problem has been, how do we convert tarot cards to numbers? Um, there have been a lot of faux, F-A-U-X, or fake systems out there, artificial systems, wishful thinking systems. The problem is that the tarot was invented uh, as a game circa 1440, give or take a few years. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was exactly 1440. But within there, in Italy, uh, for bored Italian nobility, and they really came in right at the beginning of the Renaissance. And then in France, woof, exploded. And then uh, around 1909, uh, around, in 1909, uh, certain Arthur Edward White, a Yankee who was living in, um, in America, got together with the Golden Dawn. Well, he'd been together with the Golden Dawn, so we got together with one of their junior members, uh, Pixie Smith, and he said, ah, you're an artist. Draw these tarot cards for me. And then there was a collaboration and whatnot. So from there, most of the modern tarot cards, not every one of them, but most of the modern decks in this world draw their symbolism from that deck that was made in 1909. So that's that's our ground zero. That's our starting point. Can we use uh, a, like a Marseille deck or something? Of course we can. That's much easier because the uh, they don't have uh, pip numbers. But as long as we have a 1 through 78 tarot card system. All right. So I feel like I have to shout over this. Maybe I turn down the volume just a little bit. I don't know. That'll help. Yeah, it is spooky. Hey. So the problem is how we know which numbers are the right numbers. Um, so what I've done here is since uh, the, the so-called Rider or Rider Wade or Wade Smith deck, uh, the one with Pam's art on it, since that's the most popular deck in the world, and that is the number one seller in a lot of stores, even more than any books or other decks that they sell, that is pretty much, you know, iconic. It's like, hey, here's the original 1909 artist. It's how most people think of the tarot. So that's the deck I'm going to base on. So the, the farthest back we can go would be, what did weight say? Because originally when I was putting together this system, I thought, well, how do we know we got four, uh, four different suits and then we have trump cards and with our Powerball, our numbers go from one to 69. Well, that means we have to dip into the trumps because with 14 cards per suit, well, that's 56 numbers. Now, what, how do we get the other numbers? So originally I was going to go astrological since everything on planet Earth can be reduced astrologically. I would go, okay, fire, earth, air, water, because that is the flow of the universe is in that order. It goes fire, then earth, then air, then water, male, female, expansive, contractive, positive, and negative, that kind of thing. Um, but then I started thinking, well, what if I went with the order that the cards came in out of the box? And and so 
I didn't want to just pick one particular way out of a hat and say, okay, well, this is going to happen. So in fairness to everybody and to give myself every possible advantage of, of winning myself, I went back to weight and I pulled out um, my 1910 key to the tarot and my 1911 pictorial key to the tarot. And I looked at what order of the cards weight put them in. When he first said to the public, here's the tarot cards, here's the order of the suits. Well, he did the, uh, slightly off topic, but it'll get us there. He did the trumps first, but he put the fool um, right before judgment. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, right before judgment, after judgment. He put it right before the world. So literally he put the uh, the pool between cards 20 and 21. The pool is a zero card. So I thought that was rather interesting. Now that works as far as our purposes here because we don't have to take into account, well, what do we do with the pool? The fool is the first trump, isn't the first trump? Should we make the magician first? So the fool being moved all the way to the end of the deck and then backed up one right before the universe time or the world, because uh, there's different names for that card. That simplifies matter great matters greatly. So, as I said, I want to walk you through this process so that you can either follow this process or improve on it, um, but you'll have a good, solid base, too. Um, okay, so trumps are taken care of. We got 1 through 21 without having to worry about the zero card. Uh, as far as the order of the pip cards, this is where it gets really funky. In both uh, the key to the tarot, 1909 and 1910, uh, technically December 1909 and then March of 1910. So it's really just a different print run of the same information. So I'm just going to say it's 1910 for simplicity. Some of you may be going, why so anal? And other collectors and serious scholars are going, oh, you're not being anal enough. So I'm going to try to hit that middle ground. So in the original OG text, but also in the 1911 pictorial, key, you know, now with pictures, in pictorial version, um, he called this the outer oracle or the outer method. He didn't go ace through king through suits. He started with the suit of wands, and the very first card that appears in the book is the king of wands. And it goes queen, knight, page, whatever, all the way down to ace. So literally, he's counting backwards from 14 to 1. Then he goes to cups, then he goes to swords, then he goes to pentacles. Well, this just totally screws things up. So technically, he's going fire, water, air, earth. Okay, fine. That's that's his thing. I, I think he was wrong, and I can prove um, science backs me up on this, but I can't go back in time and show him, so it's just done. But if we're still trying to stay with the OG thing to give us the best chance of actually picking winning lottery numbers based on a, a concrete system, since he went king to ace all the way through, the most logical sense was just to go backwards. Instead of going 14, 13, 12, 11, 1, and then now what do we do with, with the cups? Well, we go 26 or 28 and then 27. And, um, so instead of going king of wands down to ace, king of cups down to ace, king of swords down to ace, king of pentacles down to ace, I kept that order in, in place, but I just went backwards. So Ace of Pentacles, or Ace of Coins, would be number one. Two of Coins would represent the number two. Three, four, five, six, seven 
like nine of coins represents the number nine, king of coins represents number 14 because it's the 14th card. Once we get to ace of swords, because this is direction be pentacles, swords, cups, wands. So the ace of swords is number 15 and, and on up the, go, up the way. This makes things like uh, the eight of wands would be card 50, 10 of wands, card 52, king of wands, card 56. So in this sense, we retain the original numerical or numerological value of each tarot card as it corresponded to Waits system. And since he literally invented the modern tarot, this is the best that we can have unless we go back and, and you know, dig them up out of the grave, which I don't think they'd like very much over there in London. Um, so, so this is what we have. So this is why I took you through all that is to just give you concrete evidence of, of how it is that we came here. So uh, this, and this is why you need the cheat sheet is uh, I've made up a little PDF or Excel sheet, which uh, you can have. Um, and it just basically the first suit is pentacles. Second suit is swords. Third suit is cups. Fourth suit is wands. If you can remember that, then just put them in that order. Ace to king. That'll take you numbers 1 through 56. Now, Becky, for your 1 through 50 one-basket lottery, all you'd have to do is do everything up to the 8 of wands because the 8 of wands is card 50. So you separate those cards out and put the other deck off the side. Now, the process is, itself is rather simple. Get yourself in a zone just like you would with any tarot question. Remember, do all your pre-spread work. Focus on the question at hand. Maybe have a significator or something that acts as a significator because a significator does not have to be a tarot card. Um, but remember to focus on the date of the drawing. You don't want the winning lottery numbers because you may get last week's or you may get next week's. You want, like, specifically... Uh, in this case, for example, I would be like Wednesday, the 13th of 2016 at 11 p.m. or 10.59 p.m., whatever, Eastern time. I'm I'm using all the information at hand because I'm broadcasting my voice to the gods saying I am needing help. Arrange these cards so that the, the top five cards, when I shuffle, 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 cut, oh, ready to deal. Those top five cards in any order, I want those to be the five numbers that are going to be drawn, one through 69. The process, again, is the same as any reading you get. Uh, I'm just being incredibly anal because I want to make sure that um, you guys realize we don't just, you know, do a blind spread. It's like, oh, I'm just shuffle like seven times, cut into three piles, and the numbers will magically arrange themselves. You'll waste tons of money on, on non-winning lottery numbers. If you want to have your questions answered accurately and specifically, you have to go through a certain process. That includes your pre-spread mental walkthrough, your pre-spread work, all the stuff we teach in the course. Uh, again, you don't have to take the course. Good luck you know, figuring out reality on your own. That's fine. You know, you, you know if, you, if you're good, great. If not, you know, if you suck at, um, at predicting reality, well, why not go to school? We have a school for you. Uh, again, that's, that's up to you either way. But for those of you who are my students, those of you who, do, who, who have done this, I will not accept an excuse from you. I didn't win because I didn't do my pre-spread work. 
I didn't win uh, because I was kind of focusing and I doubted or, or I did something that some other author said that that's on you. I want you to go through and do it by the numbers. I'm not going to guarantee you when we're just going to try our best. We're going to get up at the plate. We're going to get everything we can. So real short pentacles, swords, cups, then wands. That it takes us to 56. Or if we only need 50, for example, we'd stop at the eight of wands. Uh, if, if we need like Powerball numbers, then we go all four of those suits. And then because uh, weight totally discounted, the um, the um, fool card. Well, all we need to do is add 13 cards. That's magician through death. Magician, high priestess, empress, emperor, blah blah blah, hangman, death. Well, that takes us all the way up from one to 69. So again, it, it sounds boring. It sounds like I'm being very pedantic. But what I'm doing is everything is very simple, straightforward. There's no guesswork. And this gives us the freedom for our intuition to work, you know, with the gods. We have a set formula structure. We know that each card will represent a number. Therefore, we don't have to worry about formula structure. We don't have to worry about anything. That's our brick and mortar. Now we can allow our imagination, our intuition to run free. We can reach out to the gods. We can make our divine connection. We can burn our candles. We can do whatever it is that each one of us does because we all have our own little crazy ritual. Even if that ritual is, I just do it, you know, without crazy rituals. Whatever process we use, that's what you can focus on now. You don't have to focus on on anything else. Now, um, for... uh, let me let me actually step back and talk specifically about a two basket. Like the Powerball is a two basket thing. You got to get one through sixty nine. Then that's five numbers. Then they've got a second one. They got the Powerball. It's just a bunch of like red ping pong balls. Well, those numbers go from one to twenty six. Well, this is where I've been experimenting, and I found that I really like the idea of working with two different decks. I did the first seven lottery numbers that I'm going to play or lottery tickets that I'm going to play. I did those where um, I went through and I did uh, seven series of five card spreads. Sometimes I did five card spreads. Sometimes I drew one card at a time. Sometimes I did reading all the stuff. Of course, but essentially all you need to know is I did a five card spread to pull the five numbers. Then I went back after that, reset my deck to where I only had 26 cards. And that was, in that case, you go Ace of Pentacles all the way through the King of Pentacles. Start with the Ace of Swords. Once you get to the Knight of Swords, you put the rest of the cards aside. This Ace of Pentacles to Knight of Swords in this numerical system, that's 1 through 26. All right, so I got my 26 cards, blah, 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 shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Now, I tried it a couple of different ways. One thing that I did is I used the Fool as a Powerball card, and I inserted it into my 26-card deck. Then I shuffled, 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 looking for that ding, and when that ding came, I flipped over the cards so now they were face up, and I kind of spread them out, and whatever card was underneath the Powerball card, being the Fool, that was that was my powerful number. 
Uh, I tried that a few times. Didn't really pan out as much as I liked. It's, it was one of those ideas that sounded good on paper. So I took out the fool and found it was much easier for me to literally just do a one-card draw off a 26-card deck. So I had my Ace of Pentacles to Knight of Swords, 26 cards. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And I'm looking at the numbers. Like in one, it was 26, uh, or 26, 13, 68, 62. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm looking for the number, looking for the number, looking for it. Bing! Out comes number 18. Subsequently, I decided I don't like that because it seems like the, it seems to me, and I'll, again, I'm going to play these numbers that are on this paper, and I will report back my findings. Um, I don't think this is the right way to do it. I think the five card spreads worked out well. I doubt uh, the quality of the Powerball, but again, empirical evidence. We'll try it out in the real world, and holy crap, I actually win a couple of times. And, I'm like, oh. and again, it's not that I don't know what I'm doing. It's that I, I cannot in any way make you believe that we're just magically going to all win the lottery. Yay, you know. Um, you've got to be very careful with this. Please don't waste your money on the lottery. If you do play the lottery, play it responsibly. All we're trying to do is make it uh, give you a fun exercise to see if you can sharpen your skills. I'd rather see you play by one ticket or two tickets. The fact that I'm doing a whole bunch of tickets is because I am doing research on this to verify and back up what I've said. Um, all right. What I am recommending now and what I'm going to do later on today and tomorrow since I have Monday, so I have two days to do this is I'm going to reset my deck um, with 1 through 69. That would be Ace of Pentacles all the way through Death. So I've got my 69-card deck. Then I'm going to get a second deck, and I'm going to pair off just Ace of uh, Pentacles through Knight of Swords. So I have a 69-card deck and a 26-card uh, deck. And every time that I feel that I've got the right five cards... And then I go to my cheat sheet and I, and I translate, okay, uh, Knight of Pentacles. Knight of Pentacles is number 12. So I write down the number 12. Uh, Ace of Wands. Ace of Wands, 43. So I, once I break down that code and I've got those five numbers, then I will immediately pick up, while I'm still in the zone, then I'll immediately pick up my 26-card deck and focus, saying I need the number of the Powerball for this particular draw, for these numbers here. Um, I could just say, oh, just give me one Powerball number and say, you know, that's it, and try as many times as I want. But, again, this is all research. The, the actual winning is secondary. I want to see what process works. If we can get it to work, I want to keep building on it. Maybe within the year, we might actually have a very viable system of increasing your ability to win the lottery. I think that would be a fantastic thing and it would be a coup, but I also think that this works better than any statistical, logical, you know, things that – because there's books on there on how to win the lottery. you got to play this number. It's a hot number. It's a cold number. I say let's just ask the gods. And if you can help a client out by – Digging, using your cards to dig in the past and unearth information, 
or predict the future or, you know, what's going to happen and help them or guide them or tell them what's going on somewhere else or what somebody's thinking. All of these things, of course, you can do. I thoroughly believe this with the tarot. That's why we've had the tarot for hundreds and hundreds of years. If you can do these things, you should be able to pick winning lottery numbers. Let's find out. So this is a grand experiment. I'd like you all who, who if you are capable of, of doing this in your own lottery, whether it's European, American, or uh, let's say Australian or, or African or whatever, Asian, please, please, please play responsibly. But please, part of playing responsibly is use your tarot cards and put a lot of effort into getting this done just right. So uh, we're going to do this real quickly. Uh, and then, of course, adjust. All you have to do is adjust your numbers. The Euro lottery, Becky, how many numbers were in that? Uh, the Euro lottery is basket one is one to 50. Okay, so, that's our eight of wands. Yeah. And basket and then, two is one to 11, right? Yes. So what? Right, okay, so that would be second deck, ace of pentacles to the page of pentacles. Is that That's right? That's what I recommend based on weights okay. num numbering order. Okay. And I went into great detail on that so you guys know you can choose your own numbering order. Again, if what you're doing, rule number one always applies. If what you're doing it works for you, then you are right. You know, finger quotes, you are right. Uh, other than that, this is... Um, the closest we have to an officially sanctioned order. Um, so I like this. As far as the uh, the numbers themselves, you can you can just ask for numbers individually. You can you can do a five card spread. Again, any of these methods work. I'm going to try different ways, taking copious notes and report back on my findings, um, because I again my job is to teach you here. Uh, okay, so that's the essence of that. So let's run through just as an example real quick. Um, ooh, I would have to pull out cards here. I will tell you right now, I'm going to fake up an example because I have a deck of 78 cards here. So this will not be a real live test because I haven't pulled out uh, my pip cards and uh, and then um, and then uh, what is it? Uh, the other the, the the last six cards are, are taken out. But this will give you an example of how to do it, just so you can watch us do it live. So if I pull out any cards that are not uh, apropos, uh, you know, or appropriate to that, I will just ignore them because I want you to to see how the process works. Leslie, did you have any thoughts or questions on this? Uh, actually, I do have two very picky questions. You said earlier you do you did seven sets of five cards. Is seven just random? Is that because you're going to buy seven Powerball tickets? Like, where did seven come in? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I thought, well, if I do it right, I only have to do one spread. And while that is true, then I thought um, the tickets are only two dollars. But I'd been reading up on Powerball while I was shuffling. I read up on them. Apparently, if you spend an extra dollar, if you win anything but the the big giant jackpot, they multiply it, you know, two, three, five, ten times. So for an extra dollar, and this only works if you only do like a small number of, of tickets. If you buy a big number of tickets, you're just going to kill yourself. 
But if I, let's say I was going to buy two or three tickets, by spending that extra dollar, if I'd normally win $1,000, by spending that extra dollar, I'd win two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, maybe even $10,000, because it's two, three, four, five, or 10x. Um, so that it, it's the bonus multiplier. So if it, it increases the reward, I'm sorry, it increases your ROI, your return off your investment. Considering that I consider, and this is my own personal thoughts, I don't mean to, you know, tell anybody how to live, but considering my own personal thoughts are any dollars that I spent on lottery are just flushed down the toilet, I'll never see them again, then if I'm only investing a couple of bucks, why not, you know, go Cadillac style? Why not spend a little extra money to get that bonus? So that's where I started out on. Then I started thinking, well, I really want to find out a little statistical research because there's slight variations on how I can do the readings. And I really wanted to get some practice in, some fresh practice. And because it is a $1.3 billion prize, I mean, it's just so stupidly huge. I thought, tell you what, I will increase my odds. Obviously, the more tickets you buy, the, the better your, your odds are, but also the more you're just spending money until it gets ludicrous. But I thought, if I keep it low, keep it like four or five, um, that's, you know, it'd be like basically buying four or five different tickets. Uh, and then the rest was just, I don't know if it was inspiration, superstition, or just a crazy wild thought running through my head. But but five sounded like a good number. It just no no particular reason. Just like five sounded like enough to to establish the system, but not like oh my god I'm gonna buy a hundred tickets and hope that I win because now I'm you know I'm just throwing away two three hundred bucks. Um, and it's something through my head and said oh why don't you do seven? Well I guess I'm superstitious enough to go ooh the voice in my head said I should do seven and I'm already at five and it's only gonna be an extra couple of bucks so way too much information but full disclosure full transparency that's what happened is i just needed a, a a round number let's say under a dozen because it's not just buying a dozen lottery tickets anybody can do that here a quick pick but actually doing a dozen spreads everything just right to give yourself the best opportunity to to predict the actual numbers again forget the cash prize forget the glittering prizes just the ability to pick the right numbers that's that is such a confidence boost that is such a pr coup that is such a hey i feel good about myself because i can do this um the more spreads you do either the more stress you're going to put on yourself or you're going to have the law of diminishing returns which is at some point you're just going to give crappier and crappier uh efforts but i figured like five or seven is a safe zone where i'm not totally burned out on it right so i wanted to kind of throw this out because i can't predict what people will do or control what people will do but if somebody's listening and saying i will do it 25 times because i got 500 dollars to blow literally i mean I'm, I'm i'm rich i can do this i don't want somebody to stress things out themselves out but at the same time i don't want somebody to go oh my god am i only supposed to pick one what if i pick two you know pick the number that's comfortable for you i would like everybody to try this even if you don't 
Ooh, I don't I don't want to say even if you don't actually play because if you pick the lottery numbers that <laughs> and you don't play, I don't want you to get all angry and then uh, pull your hair out because you didn't play. Um, so if, it's, if you're not going to play, don't do this at all. <laughs> Otherwise, play responsibly. But my email address is me at dustywhite.net, me at dustywhite.net. If you win do me a favor send me an email I don't want your money if you win the big jackpot I'm not gonna go I want money because I told you how to do it I would like to be able to tell everybody hey look I helped somebody else win that's the extent but I want to know if you win what your experiences are and matter of fact you can write me if you didn't win it's like I didn't win it's like it's not like I don't you know I don't want to hear from you but uh, me at dustywhite.net. Uh, again, if you always, if you have any tarot questions, let me know. We'll see if we can do a podcast on it. But what I'm trying to do is see if we can get a couple of people playing responsibly using their tarot cards to see if we can do what other people can't. There's no, there's no, you know, hocus pocus here. There's no, you know, voodoo powers. No offense to actual, you know, voodoo and hoodoo predictioners. I'm using that as a yeah. Colloquialism. There's, there's no like, oh, we're going to guarantee. We're just going to have fun trying this. Um, so I'd like you to, to, uh, to join us, and uh, you know, waste a dollar, two, three, whatever, and keep it responsible, and report back your findings. And I will definitely let you know how I did. Um, it's, it's a 1.3 billion dollar thing here. It's, uh, what is it, 50 million dollars in Europe right now, Becky? Uh, 51 million euros in the euro million. Oh, euro. You know, 50 euros. 51 million euros is nothing to sneeze at. I would be like, nah. thank you very much. Um, all right. So hopefully I've explained the process. Uh, recapping, we needed a good system for discovering which numbers most logically matched up with the cards. From there, it's just like a normal reading. Except instead of reading events, we're reading computer code. We're 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 cracking a safe. Where I mean, oh, by the way, don't don't crack safes illegally. I, um, we are. Uh, don't think of it as picking lottery numbers. Think of it as we're just researching a certain set of numbers that's going to appear on TV. You know, what are these numbers that are going to come up? Um, great. Let's let's have fun. Let's try it. Let's see if we can do it. Um, and let's all work together. That's the core essence of this. I just wanted to make sure you guys were grounded enough with the uh, how to and why. So it wasn't just something we're just throwing out going, ah, anything works. Uh, Leslie, did you have anything? Oh, yeah, you did say you have a question. I'm sorry. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? Well, I have something more important than my second question, and that is... I don't normally play the lottery, but I'm going to play Powerball Lottery, and if I win a boatload of money, you and every single person on EasyTarotLessons.com is getting a cut. <laughs> Wait, we better timestamp that because we'll have a rush I mean it. I'm totally serious. I'm, totally I'm a witness. Lady in yep. Texas wins the lottery, <laughs> promises to give. <laughs> Becky and Dusty get on a plane. <laughs> Becky relocates to America long yeah. enough to win giant lottery. <laughs> sure. I'm totally serious. I'm totally serious. I, uh, I thank you. And I, I, again, if I, any amount that I win, 
um, well, I got to be careful how I say this because, you know, if I win a like $10 billion or something stupid like that, well, you didn't spend $17 on, but, but generally speaking, the amount, if I do win, uh, I want to immediately throw this back into uh, the business. I want to expand my reach and help more people learn how to take control of their destiny and own their future rather than have it just happen to them. And that's the beauty of the tarot is because between divination, problem solving and manifestation, uh, we can we can own our future. That's that's the essence. Um, oh, did you have a second question, Leslie, still? Only when you pull like the second basket number, the one through 26 number. Yeah. So you're shuffling your second deck. Are you cracking open the deck and pulling it that way? Are you just pulling it off the top? Are you looking at the bottom? Like, do you have a way? That's a good question. Uh, Originally, I told you how I did that with the fool where I like shuffled that in and I didn't like that. Um, I've tried the cracking open the deck and looking on the bottom and the top and whatnot. And over the 40 years that I've been reading, well, that I've been reading, sorry. Stop that there, because I I started I was I was not professional for the first 15 years, but I still practice. So over those 40 years, and then more especially over my last couple of decades of professional uh, reading, as much as I like cracking open the deck, it feels like it should work. When I want precision and accuracy, I've got my cards right here. I like the overhand shuffle. I want to call it like a waterfall shuffle, but it's not. You're, let's see, I've got my my cards in my left hand. So I'll grab the bottom half in my right hand, and I just kind of like throw the cards on top of the deck. So a little bit of them fall. You know, I guess it's called an overhand shuffle. And then that's something I hope it's not racist. It's called a French cut where you pull the um, cards out of the middle. I mean, Are you so left-handed or right-handed? Left or right. I just happen to be right-handed. But the thing is that as long as you are mixing your cards in ways that doesn't require your brain, like the problem with the bridge shuffle or ripple shuffle, like, okay, I'm, I'm focusing on shuffling. Oh, wait, wait. Shuffle, shuffle. Okay. Right here I'm going to do this, like, bridge shuffle where the cards are really big. I'm like... Uh, and you can hear me in the background. Mm. Problem with shuffling like that is my mind, my awareness is consumed more with the process of shuffling than reaching that Zen state of like partial mind emptiness and exploring the outer reaches. Because what I'm doing is I'm like reaching, imagine taking your hand, reaching behind you, like somewhere behind the back of your head, and you're grasping at a balloon string. You're like, I need a balloon, and there's a string. And maybe there's a couple of strings. You're like, no, I need a red balloon. Which one of these? So it feels like it's coming out of the back of your head, and you're you're not after the string. You're after the balloon, but there's all these stupid strings. You're like, no, no, which one's the red one? That's kind of what you have to do when you're when you um, are going for this. It's kind of the this, this same thing. Hopefully, it's a clear enough analogy. So the more awareness you can focus on that, rather than clouding your focus with um, and on the stupid cards aren't working and whatnot, 
this is what I found to be the best. Now, as I'm doing that, um, what works for me is I get that little ding. And again, this is more of a sensation in my hands. And it's a tactile sensation that says the cards are in the right order. The problem is it's a tactile sensation. I wish it was a voice that said, uh, hey, the cards are in the right order. That would work, you know, the little voice in my head. So there's a translation from physical sensation to literally a literal understanding. So that's when I would... Oh, my phone is blowing up. People found out that I am... Um... <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Stupid iPhone. No, seriously. I, I get it. Stop, stop doing it. I'm turning the phone off. Okay. People, <laughs> I was texting people earlier. I was going to do this, and they've been all texting me. Like, oh, my God, I want lottery numbers. I'm like, no, get your own. So, again, so in this case, I got the two ones. So, again, shuffle, shuffle. I'm doing a little overhand, a little doing um, uh, French cut. Uh, again, I apologize if that's uh, culturally insensitive. I don't think it is. I think it's called it. But I just want to make sure I'm not like just throwing out old terms that are, ah, did you know that? No, it's like French fries. So. Yeah, like French fries. Or, yeah. wait, that's just my bad Italian accent. <laughs> freedom fries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. French fries and French toast and, and French kissing and all the, all, every, all the good stuff is French. All that, right? yep. All that. French perfume. It's all, it's all, if it's French, it's good. Deal with it. So, um, <laughs> seriously though, so I'm, I'm shuffling and I'm shuffling, I'm shuffling. And again, I am literally reaching in going, Give me the card. So, yeah, what works for me is the card off the top. Yay, Seven of Cups. Um, again, whatever works for you, I just want to be anal enough to explain the process I use so it's not a mystery. If I just say, ah, oh, I just pulled the top card, it sounds easy, but then when you go to do it yourself, it's like, why does it work for him? It doesn't work for me. This is this is what I didn't have growing up, because I didn't have somebody that I could just pick their brain and go, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? So I'd rather err on the side of too many words and make sure that you have enough information to pick and choose from to experiment for yourself, because it's always a very personal thing with each of us, than to make you stumble and bumble, because... I, I spent 15 years stumbling and bumbling. Anyway, Leslie, does it help? Perfect. Thank you. Great. Uh, one other thing is kind of a big thing. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably remember it next time. Uh, let's see. Oh, real quick. So all of these numbers that I've picked, um, now again, seven, I guess I'm falling superstition to the whole number seven thing. So I did seven pulls with my deck. This is my uh, replica 1910 deck that I made up 100 copies of. It's like got the roses and lilies on the back and brown and the, and the 1910 scans, high resolution. I, again, I used the most OG deck I can. I've pulled out, where is it? It's right here. This, you can't see it, but you can probably hear it. This is one of my 1910 decks. It's got the pebbled backs on it. This is the original, like, this is seriously what, uh, actually, Wait didn't have a deck. But this is what uh, Pixie would have probably used. Oh, you know, she might have had a rose and some uh, But, um, yeah, this is what, this is what the, hey, this is what your grandmother had, Becky. This is the, um, the um, you know, the, the OG London deck right here. 
I'm going to use this deck. Now, why? Because I'm special? No, because I want to make sure that I give myself the best possible chance of doing this right. You don't need to have a special, super wonderful $4,000 deck to do this. I I do have a responsibility to all you guys to do the very best job I can and not win this because I'm a superstar, because look at me, I'm better than anybody else. It's It's that... I need to do my very best to get the best results I can and then just lay it out bare and say, well, we boned that one up or, hey, here's how I did it. So I did it with my replica deck. I'm going to do the same thing seven more times. Uh, again, all of you, please don't feel like you have to go out and buy a bunch of tickets. Uh, I'll say that until blue in the face. Um, so I'm going to try it again with this 1910 deck, and I might even use the, uh, the B deck, um, another deck that I have, or one of the B decks, I want to see if there's a different feel that different decks give. Uh, again, if you're using a single basket deck, uh, single basket lottery, all you need is one deck. If you are using two baskets, like such as the Euro lotteries, I really recommend having two pre-made decks on hand. One with, like in this case for Powerball, one with 69 cards, the other one's 26 cards. Or for Becky, one with 50 cards, one with 11 cards. And then can you go, okay, I'll take 1 to 50 pip cards, and then for the other cards, can you just take, since it's 1 to 11, can you just take Magician to um, to Justice, you know, where you're technically only using one deck? I don't see why not. So there's a caveat that I should have thought of before, is that if you're doing something like the Euro Millions, I would recommend, if you want to just stay with one deck, go Ace of Pentacles to Eight of Wands, get rid of all the rest of the wands, and, and then just go Magician, which is card one, through Justice. So, Becky, you might try that version. And that way, yeah. if you have, like, a favorite deck like Becky does, oh, she has a couple of decks, you might do that. Um, the important thing is pragmatism wins out in the end, Use use what works for you. Make it make common sense. Report back to me how you how you did. Let me know if you like this. Please share this with uh, with your friends. Thank you all for listening. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, Leslie, first, do you have any thoughts, questions that you would like to share? Any advice for anybody out there in TV land? Uh, well, right now I'm busy sorting my rider weights out. Um, I don't have any wisdom yet. Maybe next week. Okay. And Bekita? Uh, I pretty much separated my deck out while we were talking, so I'm just desperate to give it a go, so I shall let you know how I go. Yes. Great. And again, nobody nobody go out there and blow lots of money. Just just have fun with this. Um, we've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, and then, of course, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, Wednesday for the uh, lottery. Same thing with... Uh, with Europe. So fingers crossed. I don't know how Australia does, but we'll have some Australian students report in. And next week, I want to have Leslie on again uh, on a down on a downer note. Um, Leslie caught one of my rants and she brought it up to my attention. And I think it's a good thing. Uh, next week, I want to talk about one of the biggest mistakes too many people, I'd like to say most, but but I'm hoping that's not true, but far too many readers do this one mistake. 
and it makes them look like idiots and it makes their clients talk behind their backs and it sounds easy it sounds it sounds like Becky I'm, I'm sorry Leslie without saying what this mistake is yeah I want to say that it seems natural if you're not paying attention or it seems like it makes reading tarot cards easy what would you say is the danger of this or what would you say is, is how seductive it is I would say uh, it could become a really bad habit really fast. Yeah. And if you don't know what it is that you're doing, you'll do it without knowing it. And you think you're reading tarot cards right, but any expert would just smack you upside the head and tell you that you're doing it totally wrong. And the worst part is your clients might do that as well. But certainly, you know, a week after they walk out, no matter how much they love you there, week after they walk out they're going to realize that you have not given them information that applies to them so next week's going to be a little bit ranty but it'll be super super important and you will catch i promise you you will catch other readers doing this all the time once i tell you what this thing is and remember it's a free lesson so it's not like pay five dollars or you won't know but if you tune in next week you're going to find out something that's going to just make your blood boil when you see other people do it because you're going to go it's totally unnecessary and you guys are totally screwing over your clients and hurting your career all right thanks for being everybody uh, being here everybody thank you becky thank you leslie bye bye yeah. sorry about the noise <laughs>